time for another chronic conversation. All right, thank you for joining us for another Chronic Conversations. As always, I am your host, Jerry Anderson, a.k.a. Jerry Leonard. This is my beautiful wife, Jennifer. Say hello. Hello. And I am here with a very special guest tonight, um, somebody we were big fans of, so we're really excited to have her here tonight. She's a host of the Comedy Catch. Uh, she's got a Feral Hogs comedy tour coming up. Uh, her name is Bridget Martin. Yeah, <laughs> it's very exciting. It's great, great to uh, have you in here. So you're a stand-up comic. You're a host of the Comedy Catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long you been doing comedy? It'll be seven years in March. Oh wow! Yeah. Does it feel like that long? Or no, not does really. It go by pretty quick. Yeah, it does, especially when you're first starting out. Right, right. Um, it feels like you've been doing it forever, but now I'm just like, man, where has the time gone? Yeah. Uh, especially because a lot of that stuff that I wrote back then, I don't even use anymore. Right. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Uh, oh, speaking of writing, what what is your process like? Um, do things just pop into your head and you write them down? Do you actually sit down to write? How, how do you do it? Things pop into my head mm-hmm. and then I make a note on my phone. So okay. I have like the notepad app. Uh-huh. And so it just has a bunch of like random weird things that don't make any sense. Right. And if I wait too long to go back and read them, then they don't make sense to me either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but usually I'll just go through that notepad and see like, just what's on there and what I can make sense of. And then I'll just figure out how I want to say it on stage and work it out from there. Yeah. And do you work out a lot of your stuff on stage Mm -hmm. or? I think that's easier for me. I used to write out my stuff word for word. Right. uh, But it was terrible. Like Uh it was so bad (laughs) because then you get used to saying it just like that. And, um, and doing it on stage allows me to kind of change it up and not feel, uh, just, you know, chained to something. Right. Um, See, I can't write. I can't write, like, sit down and write. I can't do no, it. Most people can, I, I find, that that's just not... Every once in a while, you'll find somebody that, yeah, they, they do that, like, yeah. daily or something like that as a practice or exercise. But I, I know guys that do it. They do. They write every day. They write stuff. And I'm just like, I don't... Even during quarantine, like, people are like, oh, man, you got to be writing like crazy. I'm like, no. Mm. I mean, I got little notes. Right, like, right. <laughs> but, no, I, can't, I just Other can't. I don't have a mental capacity, I guess. Right. And well, speaking of the pandemic and how has it been uh, uh, with comedy the way it is now, the new new way it's doing comedy? I know you just did a live show and uh, obviously the fans are coming back and stuff, but there for that long time, how did you feel the time when you couldn't go out on the road? Or- it was frustrating, um, especially because it was um, everything shut down right before uh, Hillary Begley, my comedy tour partner, and I mm-hmm. were getting ready to go out on the road again as the Pharaoh hogs and it was okay. a, a big tour. Right. Um, and so I kind of like lost all of that and that stunk. Um, oh, and then I didn't God. spend any time writing. <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot of people were doing like zoom shows and online mm-hmm. comedy shows, but I just, I never tried one. And I just, I don't think that I could, it's not for me. Like I want to see how uncomfortable I'm making you. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's well, it's, yeah, it's almost like the pro wrestling I was telling you I did. You kind of need the audience there because they're part of the show. Really. They're part of the show. They're part of your energy. Like yeah. that, I need that people. I, I, that's how I get my energy is from people. Yeah. Um, so to not have somebody physically there, I, I just, I don't even think I could do it. I, I shouldn't say that I can't do it. I just right. don't think I could. <laughs> right, right. And it's, it just has a whole different vibe and feel to it. It really does. And and I've heard that too. Like I've watched some of the online comedy mm-hmm. shows and it's it's like awkward. 
I don't, I, oh man. What I do just, you think? Have you seen the, uh, the, the drive-in pull-up shows that a lot of the yeah, people are doing? Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Although outdoor comedy, I will say, cause I have done, um, more outdoor comedy shows now than I have done in the past. And it's real weird yeah. uh, because outdoors, everybody's so spread out because they can kind of sit wherever they want. Right. And then on top of that, social distancing. So now they're sitting even farther away from they're each other. And so a lot of times you're like, I don't even know if these people are getting it. Like, <laughs> cause I think a lot of times with comedy, like, and I hate to say it, but you kind of mm -hmm. have to be close to other people, yeah. you know, like your energy affects the energy of the people around you. And it just makes it that much more fun. So when everybody's just like spread out outside, yes. And it, uh, it's not as intimate. It. It's not. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't have that same feeling. It was fun. Yeah. But it, it does not feel the same. It doesn't have the same, same, same no. vibe. But it's getting back there. I guess the hardest part now is just, um, you know, trying to get back out on the road and reaching out to all those people that I knew that were doing shows. Some of those people aren't even doing shows anymore. Right. They're yeah. Like, that's nope, sad. Not yeah. doing anything until, which I totally get and respect. Right. right. But now I'm having to cultivate a whole new database of people to talk to to try and get shows in other places. Have to re-network. Yeah, like so start it's like starting one. all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's talking about being on the road too. You're in a re relationship right now. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. um, do, do they go on the road with you, or do they stay at home, or how does that work? Um, she. We've been together for it'll be three years in June. Okay. And Congratulations. she has. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's come to some of my shows with me. Mm -hmm. um, she doesn't go like when I go for days at a time. Right. She right. That's not, she, even if she could take the time off of work, I don't think that's how she'd want to spend that time. <laughs> is, is that hard? Does it put any strain on there being uh, away definitely. so much? Definitely. Yeah. Especially, um, you know, cause she just, uh, she's a homebody. She doesn't like go out and stuff like that. So, um, we spend a lot of time together at home. And so when I'm not there, she's just by herself, right. you know, and she, she's just like, I'm bored. A big adjustment. Yeah. yeah. And then if we're in different time zones, oh. like, you know, phone calls home, like some, I've gotten in trouble a couple of times oh, no. for late night calls or, yep. or, or just, morning calls. Yeah. Or, just, <laughs> yeah. or being out all night. And then I'm right. like, well, I called you before I went to bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was six o'clock in the morning. But <laughs> yeah. I still called you. I still so. called my time. Yeah. So. so, and yeah, like when I'm out on the road and I'm doing stuff and I'm talking to people and I'm mm -hmm. doing, it's, it's hard because like, I know she wants to talk, but I'm just like, I'm preoccupied mm -hmm. and it makes me feel terrible. Are you in a different mindset then too? Oh like, yeah. Like I'm in show mode. Right. You know? I'm just like, I'm the star. Everybody the look at me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's um, not that I'm much different at home, but right. I mean, I definitely um, am not good about making her a priority. Yeah. <laughs> and that I sounds that terrible, happen. but well. yeah, but I mean, I, I do try It's something that I have got to work on um, because it is probably the most frustrating thing for her is just not having that, Right. like constant connection that we have when we're home mm -hmm. or if I'm like not out on the road. <laughs> right. Right. So what does she do? So she works for a grocery store Okay. and she does management. Okay. So she's in retail management. Ugh. Um, so Ugh. she loves her <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's what she does. I mean, it occupies a, a lot of her time, so that's good, you know, and she has a lot of stuff that she can do at home, but she's right. just, you know, yeah. waiting for me. Yeah. I get that. It's nice. Get that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that she still likes me. After, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, at least coming in, you were already a comic. So it's not like something you started pursuing after you'd already been together for a few years. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, kind of though, um, when we first got together, I was also in retail management. That's how mm -hmm. we met. Mm -hmm. And um, so it didn't really provide me a whole lot of time to go out and do what I wanted to do, but I would use my vacation time to like 
you know, drive for a show that's six hours away. And, right. Yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And so I was going out, but not anywhere near as often as I am now because I stepped down from that job and went to a part-time position. So that way I could just chase my dream. Yeah. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. And she's been through me or been through me. <laughs> well, <laughs> also, yes. that too, but yes. <laughs> but uh, she's been behind me the whole time and, yeah. and, and I'm thankful for that because it has been different than when we first started dating. It makes a big difference. I know oh, with yeah. her supporting me for this and stuff, I mean, you know, without that, then it's, it makes a world of difference. It makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of, boost up your confidence and stuff too to know you have that person behind you at oh, home yeah. coming home too. Yeah, because no matter what, at the end of the day, I know at the very least that even if she's faking it, she'll say that she's proud. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's all I needed. That's all I need. That's right. That's right. Um we're in a time, another time of cancel culture. Mm. Has that affected your comedy personally and how do you feel about that when it comes to comedy? Like are there are there any limits in comedy? Is anything off limits or I I don't think that anything is off limits. However, I do feel that if you're going to say something that you know is controversial, mm-hmm. you better have a punchline to back it up. Right. Like it better be funny. <laughs> better be funny. Um, and that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're going to talk about rape or, you know, things like that. The hard like, subjects. Yeah. And, and those are soft subjects for people um, mm-hmm. in the audience too. You never right, know right. Who, who's out there. Who's experienced um, what. Yeah. So you better be ready to, to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not against it. It's not something that I would talk about. Right, right, um, right. But I don't have any experience with that. So I, I can't even like try to wrap my mind around it, right. you know, try to make that funny. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's anything off limits, but I, I do think you need to tread carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as cancel culture, I'll be honest, like it does kind of <laughs> freak me out because, and this is not to make me sound terrible, but off stage. And this is before I got in a relationship too, but of course. I, I don't want to say I was a creeper, uh-huh. but I kind of was, you right, know, like right. I'm a, a male version of me, like, <laughs> or I'm a female version of a man. Yes. If I was I me, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like and I love women and I would, you know, that sounds like I'd be too, all especially. over the bar. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. I creeped your Facebook. Before oh, you good. Know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so I, she's I, my researcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I gave you a lot of content. <laughs> Um, but I've done some things off stage where I'm like, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. Not that I was like, you know, doing anything against anybody's consent, mm-hmm. but there were definitely some things where like, I wasn't like, Hey, are you, uh, you're definitely okay with this. You right. Know? Yeah. yeah. It's just a drunken night at the bar. Um, yeah. So that is a scary thing because anything from your past, anything. I mean, you're, you're not going to do the same things in your thirties. You did your twenties exactly. or in the forties you did in your thirties too. So yeah. one dumb thing could be exploded into. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't one, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but I, I, that part of my personality offstage has definitely simmered down a bit since I've been in a relationship because right. you know, I'm not going to go out and do those things now that. I have somebody at home I can do it to. Yeah. <laughs> we, For all we, time. Yeah, we role play. I'm like, go sit at the bar in the kitchen real quick. I'm just going <laughs> to slide up on you. Slide up on you. <laughs> and just um, don't get creeped up. Um, and then, but there's also things that I do on stage where I'll be honest, like I thought to myself, I'm like, 
I feel like I'm sexually harassing people from mm-hmm. the stage, but it's also, that's my style. So right, it's yeah. like, sometimes I'll even say it. I'll be like, you know, look me in the eyes when I'm sexually harassing you. you yeah. Know? yeah like, I think I that was um, great. You're really funny. I mean, I, I loved all your jokes. Thank um, you. I, I like them. I like anywhere from the total. I, I just love comedy. So I like anywhere from the totally plain comic to the darkest stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, um, it's funny. It's funny. It's it doesn't funny, matter funny, right. what the content is in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If it's funny, it's funny. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely sometimes where I'm like, oh man. You have a rotted joke and, and <laughs> iffy about putting it out there or, um, or you just jump in the deep end of the pool and like, let's see what happens. Yeah. I, I'll usually just say whatever. And now I have had some jokes that she doesn't like. Right. Because if it's something about her, like she's a very private person. I got you. So she doesn't want me to reveal certain things about her or uh, even if they're things that aren't true, she doesn't want people to think that they are true about her. Mm-hmm. So she um, kind of like, those are the only ones where I'm like, mm, should I say this? But you, I'll just, I have to ask her. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm going to talk about this. And she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> and I'm see like, if she cringes or not. Yeah, okay. like to, yeah. yeah. And she'll just flat out, she'll just say, yeah, that's fine or no. And I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but you're my muse. Like, accept it. (laughs) And I know how that is. I was what what they call the heel in pro wrestling. It's the bad guy. So I talked a lot of trash to the crowd. But the way I kind of talk about a little creepy, um, disassociate and and, and do my serial killer thing is that was kind of, it was still me, but it was a different part of me. Yeah. Um, I'm performing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was very method. So I really got into that and it was easier for me to, cause all away from there, I'm like the nicest guy you can meet. But out there, I was like mean and people would meet me and and it'd really throw them for a loop if they made me out at Walmart. Oh yeah. Hey, how you doing? They're like, Wait for me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like you. I don't know why you're talking to me like this or what you're trying to accomplish by this. Do people ever get your your stage persona um, mixed up with who you are? Are they the same person? Is that, you know? I I guess I want to say yes, they do, but it's not really a mix up because it is my person. It's a just, I I don't even want to say embellished, but it's just Mm a more pronounced version of turn myself. Yeah, I turn it up a little bit. Like I'm not always out there, you know, like I mean, but I am. I like I'm a loud <laughs> yeah. person, you yes. know, I'm just a loud, obnoxious person. And I guess I kind of am on stage too. But there are things that I say on stage that aren't like 100 percent truth. It'll be like an embellished right. or exaggerated. To fit the joke. You know, to fit. And so people are like, did you really? And I'm like, come on. But yeah. sometimes it is true. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that could be part of the fun is just it's letting them knowing. let their brain, you know. Yeah, hmm, I'm like, what she? do you think? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you heard the latest British Martin joke, yeah. <laughs> oh, girl, let me tell you about this. I'm like, do you think she really did that? Do you think she really did that? <laughs> Most of the time, yes. <laughs> Most of the time, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> In yeah. some form or another, I did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always so happy speaking of all that is that they didn't have camcorders or recording devices or anything. Mm. Nothing. You know, you had to Polaroid and. You know, I could tackle you while you're shaking it out. So I oh, still have yeah. a chance to recover that. Yeah. But nowadays, you click, you don't oh, even know yeah. people are recording you. You or, have no idea what's Yeah, you could be at a restaurant or, mm-hmm. you know, they screwed up your order at McDonald's. And next thing you know, you're all over the internet cussing out the McDonald's girl and you just want to cheese on your quarter pound. Right, which I would never do. I would never eat at <laughs> yeah. McDonald's. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Not a quarter pounder. Not a quarter pounder anyway. Yeah. But if that ice cream machine is working, <laughs> man, <does> it, <laughs> all over that Sunday. Look, please, yes. please yes. tag me on Facebook or something if, if you I ever find go in and eat. Yeah, if, if. It, it's it's funny. She worked as a bartender for a while, and they had a what what did that machine make? Margaritas. Uh, margaritas frozen margaritas. It was frozen margarita mm-hmm. machine made by the same company as McDonald's ice cream machine. Mm. I shit you not, always broke down. 
Did it really? It was mostly stayed out in the middle of the bar area while somebody was oh. working on it more than actually we made margaritas with it. So. Well, okay. Because I always heard from like McDonald's associates, they're like, mm -hmm. it's not really broken. We're just we're like, like they have to like clean, clean it. it. There's like a cleaning schedule it has to be on. Right. But if they don't like do it right away, like it still has works? to be clean. Just lazy people at work, you reckon? That's probably what it was. Sure, not no, not there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they were just like, they hadn't kicked it back on. Or I guess there's like a whole process when you clean it that doesn't make it easy to just start again. Right. And they're just like, I don't want to do that. It's like, we close in 12 hours. Just go and ahead and tell us, bro. You liquid into the top of it. Right. Oh, that so, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lift, pour. Yeah. You can yeah. pull a muscle in your back. <laughs> you can. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, and I'm just like, well, screw you. I want a freaking Sunday with nuts on it. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, there have been times at work when there's something that's relatively simple for me to do. And I still just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I guess I can't blame them. <laughs> right. No, it's, yeah, there's those things where it's just like, I don't know why I don't want to do this, but I really, yeah. really don't want to do it. Yeah. And, I don't think and it's I'm like to. always something simple. I'm like, it will take me five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be anything strenuous or it's, but I'm, no, I just don't feel like it. Eh. I have that problem. <laughs> Um, have you always been into comedy yourself? Were you a fan growing up? Or were there anybody you, you, you have any like heroes you looked up to? Or... No. No? No. That's the weirdest thing is my start in comedy was actually working in a comedy club. I oh. um, applied because they had, it was like a telemarketing position. Uh-huh. It was like terrible. It was minimum wage. And I didn't I can see to... how that leads to comedy. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> I had like no... I'm like didn't watch comedy or anything like I've watched comedy movies, but I didn't mm -hmm. watch like stand up comedy. Stand up so I didn't know who anybody was. And I just came in there. I'm like, it's just a job. Um, and then I stayed with that company. I was with them for a long time, like mm -hmm. 15 years. And then, uh, and it, now it's just like part of my life. Right. But when I started being on stage, was not something that interested me at mm -hmm. all whatsoever. I'm like, no, like I'm a behind the scenes person. Right. But I, it, like the last couple of years that I worked there, I was like, you know what? I'm funny. I'm going to try this. You are. Yeah. I mean, we're glad Thank you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, why not? I've, I've watched enough terrible comedy to know that I couldn't be any worse than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I tell people the story growing up, I got into comedy. I had three things. I had kind of a traumatic childhood, but three things kind of saved me. And that was uh, pro wrestling, horror movies and stand up comedy. Mm. Uh, my dad had all kinds of uh, stand up comedy records from. Uh, Cheech and Chong skit stuff to George Carlin, Red Fox. So I grew up on That's all awesome. the classics. Yeah. That yeah. kind of led me to be a, a really big fan. Um, do you think it might have helped you out actually not being a fan? So you, there was no preconceived notions or? Kind of. Um, because like when I go and listen to like older stuff like that, mm -hmm. I can appreciate it because it is good for its time. Right. You know what I mean? But now that I've heard so much that's happened after that it's almost like it's so basic right but for its time it was like groundbreaking mm -hmm. and so i can appreciate it but i don't appreciate it the same way other people do just because i have just heard i have heard so much comedy so much so much so many different styles from so many different people and it's just like it's just so it's overwhelming plain, yeah you know to go back and listen to that stuff but yeah. I, it, they're genius Plus, sometimes it doesn't translate in today's times, the exactly. stuff they were talking about. There. Oh, yeah. And so I don't, I'm not like a huge pop culture nerd. So anything that was happening in those decades, like I have very limited knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not, if they're commenting on something political, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you do political comedy? No, at all? no, no. It's 
mostly I don't, I don't get involved in politics. It's yeah. not, I no. just, it's too, it's depressing. Mm-hmm. It's emotionally draining. Right. Uh, and just seeing other people get so worked up about these things. And I'm just like, no. And to bring it to the stage, like for me, what I like to tell people is like, I just want to give you a break. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I, I don't want to talk about, I don't, I don't have any jokes about coronavirus. Like I've tried to mention it before, but honestly, just I think didn't. it's too soon. Right. Like people are still wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it'll be a long time before people want to hear about coronavirus. <laughs> like, yes. I don't want to hear it. I hear about it all day long. I see memes about it all day long. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to hear about that anymore. So I, I try to talk about things that are not happening right because by world. the time you could write a joke about it it's already hacked basically that too yeah. and you know i'm not very good with like topical humor because it mm-hmm. takes me a while to like craft the joke and by the mm-hmm. time i've gotten it where i want it it almost doesn't make sense anymore everybody watch saved by the bell right anybody yeah. You know? yeah and so i mean like even things like that like i have like a joke where i reference um oj simpson right you know and like and i'm like <laughs> some people don't know who that is and i'm right. just like how do you not how do you not know who OJ is? Right. But there are people that don't, like the younger people that are coming out to club, like, because they're turning 18 and now they can go, yeah, you know, see comedy. That doesn't make sense to them. No. You know, and it's sad. It happens to me at work a lot. I tell a joke oh, or bet. bring up a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm a little bit older. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm full of dad and now granddad jokes. I have a fourth grandkid on the way, by the way. Oh, goodness. Yeah. You guys so. do not look old enough to have grandkids. Like well, you. thank you very much. You. Um, so so <laughs> no. we know what our kids like to do in their free time and yeah. during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> Wait, not all four have been born during the pandemic. No, okay. no, no, no. This is separate times. Okay. But that would have made a better story. Maybe I'll change it to that, though. Should, yeah. Yeah. Actually, well, three out of four will be. Kate and Bella were right at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, they were born into it. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, what a what terrible is. time. Like, I feel so bad for mothers who were pregnant and like leading up to that. Like anybody who got pregnant now, like you know what the world is right now, right? <laughs> so right yeah. You know, but those people to like come into a pandemic right on the brink of you're about to have a baby and bring it into this world with who knows what was going to happen. Right. That I, I just, I can't even imagine what that would be like. I would no. be terrified. I'd be terrified. Mm-hmm. You know, your little baby who has no immune system other than what you've been right. providing them yeah. is mm-hmm. now out in this, you know, uh, uh, virus riddled. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one more thing. Yeah. yeah. If there wasn't enough, it's just, let's, let's throw a virus on yeah. top of it. But yeah, all these people that have been boning the whole time and they're making babies during the pandemic, I'm like, you are a special kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. every day where something new happens and I'm like, and y'all still want to bring kids in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are, you know, there's going to be a, a about that war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are going to have good stimulus. Yeah. They're going to have yes. good stimulus. Yes. I didn't yes. think of that. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Is, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Yeah. Food stamps go up. What mm-hmm. else? Uh, I'm sure there's other stuff that goes up yeah. too. Oh, yeah. As well. yeah. Yeah. Man, maybe I'm missing out. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Nah. No. Oh, my apologies. Time no, no worries. It's time to get up. Time to wake up. Uh, no, <laughs> it's my. So when I was working a, a nine to five job, mm-hmm. I have an alarm that was was set for four thirty, so that I would get excited because I'm like, oh, I only have thirty minutes left. <laughs> you know, like that was like my dick around half hour. Oh, that's know? awesome. Like, that's oh, a good man, idea. Okay, what am I gonna do for half Longest hour? Half hour ever. <laughs> yes. Oh. Start staring at the clock at that time. Sometimes I would stare and I'm like, is it not 4.30 yet? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> 4.30 for 20 minutes. Exactly. Like, why is my alarm not going off? But man, that alarm is so idea. happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll make you start that. <laughs>
well, you like snooze, so she would just be snoozing, and it'd be hard to work because every few minutes it'd go off again. Oh, I'm a snoozer. I'm a big. I'll I'll have like minimum. I try to go less, and it doesn't work. But minimum three alarms Uh to get up in the morning, and all of them get snoozed. So that snooze is just for three different alarms every nine minutes and oh my god need one of those alarm clocks that just like drives itself off you know and you gotta chase it, go. it yeah just let it go yeah, i'm like until uh-uh. i didn't hear it anymore put the pillow so yeah there. open the front door oh yeah okay. i was like are you telling right okay. like, does that work does that work <laughs> i just uh, use her to tell me how long does it take to drive to this place <laughs> how long is this going to be yeah um 18 <laughs> it's 2021 I, I know especially in the past i've heard it was it was tough uh being a woman and being a coming comic have women even the playing field more than out we're in 2021 or is there still a big gap or is it has that been in your favor or, you know um, against you i and i hate saying this uh because i i don't want to give credence to it right. but there is definitely like you do not get any slack when you're a woman right. at all whatsoever. And there are still not that many women in the stand up. Like I think right now in the city, it's just me. There's uh, a couple of other girls that have started doing open mic and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or that were starting to do open mic before the pandemic, um, which was nice. It's always nice to see more females. Right. Um, but the pandemic, kind of like ruined it so, but they're kind of starting to come back out again but okay. i mean as far as like a working comic well janet williams the tennessee tramp is here in chattanooga mm-hmm. karen karen mills is also in chattanooga she's from the southern fried chicks tour um but i mean as far as like you know the local scene it would just be it's me just you wow yeah and um but i actually was uh I was so you were to, the female comic of the yeah, night <laughs> well yeah um and that was before that was after uh, there was another female comic here. Her name is Natasha Ferrier, mm-hmm. but she moved to New York City. So, like, I was like, oh, now it's just me. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, but we did have a few, but they kind of, they've all dispersed. Um, but I was supposed to be on a show in Atlanta tonight. It got canceled. Oh, Boom. sorry to hear that. Yeah. I know, me too. I love Atlanta. Um, but I got onto the show and I said, hey, I have this guy that I can bring with me if you need another person. Mm-hmm. He's like, actually, um, I only limit it to one white male on the show. And I'd never heard that before. Right. And I was like, well, that's awesome. Which means, you know, diversifying the lineup is mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and I was so thrilled to see that. I think there needs to be more of that. But it is really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, well, I'll tell you what. If there's any uh, uh, open micers out there that are starting to come back and stuff, send them my way. We'll put them on the show and we'll help. Try to help yeah, Rome a little absolutely. bit. Um, Speaking of open mic, Talon told us to tell you hello. Talon, Talon yes. Um, also, Brian Smith says hello. Yes, Brian, I haven't talked to that fat fucker in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love right. that man. Uh, we're about to wrap it up uh, to the middle, put in a commercial, and then we'll be coming right back. If she wants to stay and talk absolutely. a little bit longer with us, that'd be great. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. We appreciate it. But for my dog. We'll give her CBD. Yeah. For her joints. We saw, remember we went, walked in, we were like, I got pissed. He would do that. And All right, we're back. Yeah. Nice. I like to start them off like that, yeah. just quick and to the point. Um, well, it helps. <laughs> yeah. The, we were it's talking about the CBD, CBD. For, for animals. And I, like I said, I give it to my dog, put it in her food and uh-huh. it for her joints because she's an old lady. She's 13. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah, or some helps. bigger dogs would probably help too because they yeah. always have hip problems and stuff. Oh yeah, My she's like 50 pounds, so she's like a medium-sized dog, but I mean, she's getting up there. Right. And uh, it, man, within a, a, a week, I, I can notice like, like she was able to, you know, run and she would get excited and, right. you know, before it was just real hard. Like she's like, oh, so tired. Yeah, that's <laughs> so good it, though to yeah. see her, yeah, to see her happy. I was happy that like it that. was something like that because I, um, that easy to Yeah, fix. that easy, yeah. Right. So, and it's natural too, so. Yeah. All right, so we were talking a little bit about um, being a woman in comedy today and, and being yourself <laughs> yeah. and, and how that, uh, you know, diversity. And, and that's one of the things I'm really trying to have. It's been kind of a sausage fest on the show. So I've really been putting extra effort. Brian Smith recommended you actually. I was like, hey, any, Thank you, Brian. any, any good up and coming comics? He's like, yeah, Bridget Martin. I was like, well, yeah, I know that. But uh, so I sent you the request really. Honestly, she finds this hilarious. Not yeah. thinking you would say yes, and so I figured, you know, I'll just I'll send it out there. The worst she can do is say no, right? She said yes. I go, she what said yes. Yeah. She's going to do the show. I was like, now what do I do? Oh, gosh. <laughs> she just called my damn bluff, didn't she? Yeah, no, I love it. I love, yeah. Yeah, we appreciate I love having people ask me questions. So, um, I want to talk about me. <laughs> yes, let's, let's talk about you some more, as a matter yeah, of fact, while I we're here. <laughs> while we're all together. Um, we were talking about like being yourself and it's basically yourself and you turn it up and, and, and also being a woman. Um, how important it is it for you and your comedy to be yourself. And, and you were talking about also talk about going on the road and being a woman in your style of comedy, mm -hmm. trying to fit it in to being on the road in the different kind of clubs. And things. Yeah. So my primary goal, like when I stepped down from my job is like, I'm going to pursue comedy mm -hmm. and the way to make money at it is to work clean but it's just not who I am. So right. I could make a lot of money doing comedy because I have connections and I know how it works. You could play the game. if you. I could to. play the game if mm -hmm. I wanted to, but then I'd have to write material that doesn't feel like me. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that I can't write clean material, but the mm -hmm. things that I write about, I mean, I'm a sexual person, you know, like, so it's got to be an extension of you, what you write. It has to be an extension of me. And I'm very like sex positive, body positive, mm -hmm. like be about you, be who you are. And so for me to write clean doesn't answer that calling for me. Right. You know, it almost feels like I'm not doing what I want to do. Right. Not that I'm like a pervert though. You know, it's, it's not, not everything I have is dirty, but I don't like being confined like that. Like, not having the opportunity to say something that I think is funny just because right. I, I'm trying to, you know, fit into that mold. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier, like you don't want to fit into a role. Like I'm not right. a role. I'm a whole person. Like, yeah. And there's so much to me that I don't feel like I need to hide any part or, of it. Right. I don't want to hide any part of it. And it's taken me a long time to get to that point. I'm 37 years old. And I walked away from like my highest paying job ever mm -hmm. to go do comedy, which is ridiculous. But, you know, like I'm 37, you know, like I shouldn't be starting a comedy career. Yeah. I should be, you know, planning for my retirement, you know, <laughs> like putting into my 401k and all that stuff. But right. I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to do. I, I figured at this point, I'm like, I've gotten to where I am now. Mm -hmm. So I know I can always go forward. Like no matter what happens, I will figure it out. Like right. I don't, you don't need to rely on a, a conventional job. Right. You know, you don't have to go to school and spend thousands of dollars to get a job to work at for the rest of your life to pay for your living expenses. Like right. there are other ways to do it uh -huh. that are fulfilling. And the sooner you can find that out, the happier you're going to be. Like, yeah. But I 100% believe that you can do 
something that makes you like happy, Mm -hmm. not just a little happy and not that you find happiness in it, but something that truly brings you joy. Yes. And make a living. I'm the most me when I'm doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. Like I've done a lot of other things. Uh, uh, I knew there's some kind of creativeness in me that I wanted to let out, but I, I really didn't know how to do that before. And through this, like I was telling you, I have to be me. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the only way I'm going to, I want to succeed. If I have to do it any other way, then I don't want to succeed. It's one of those things. Listen to it. Don't listen to it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, listen to it for whatever reason you want to. Don't listen to it for whatever reason you want to, but I still got to be me. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't like that, then turn, turn away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have a choice. I just, it just sucks because I I had that job with that comedy club and it was such a Mm -hmm. creative job. Like I had a lot of creative uh, output Mm -hmm. in that job. And then I went to a corporate environment and I'd never worked for a corporate company before. I'd always worked for small businesses. So it was so different Mm -hmm. and not having an opportunity to express myself creatively. It puts you in a bad place. It really does. Like Mm -hmm. it's depressing. Mm -hmm. And um, like, the most creativity I could have was with like, I would wear a tie at work. Um, you know, like the women would wear like blouses and, you right, know, and I'm right. like, I'm going to wear a tie because I love ties and there are <laughs> so many fun designs. You know, so I wear a tie to work every day or sometimes I put my hair in buns or just, <laughs> that was the extent of like what I could do. Right. But, and then it got worse. Like I'd start singing, like I just sing the songs on the radio mm-hmm. as I'm working and people actually really like that, you know, Yeah. but that kind of, activity and the way that I talk to people because I'm very jovial when I talk to people and I this is how I practice my clean comedy as I talk to people at work <laughs> so I'm in a retail grocery environment talking to people um and I have to say things without you know getting in trouble yeah you know I don't want to get sent home don't want to go to HR <laughs> yeah I don't want to go to HR again that was not fun <laughs> but you know so that's how I work on my clean stuff but I was told that um, by like upper level people that they thought I was ditzy because I was so like bubbly bubbly and, and, happy and, and jovial because everybody else is just very like, I'm well, here, yep. you know, I'm going to give you my smile because I have to, I'm going to say hi to you because I have to, I don't enjoy being here. And I'm not saying that I enjoyed being there, right. but if I was going to be there, I might, I might as well, well enjoy try it. to enjoy it, you know, right. as much as I could. But even that, like it was stifled because they were like, oh, it just makes you seem so ditzy, you yeah. know? And then they thought like, <laughs> they, it's a little we, projection maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. <laughs> and I was just like, you don't like me. That's me. Yeah. You know, like you promoted me. Like, right. Would, it, you, would know? you rather me walk around with resting bitch face? Right. Or? Like I've, you know, and, but I've learned now, even in a part-time position, I just, I do the same thing. I sing and I dance. While I'm working, because yeah. I just don't care. That's I don't it. care. You know, I'm going to be there. And people love it. Like, I've had yes. so many people tell me, they're like, you just, like, put a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Like, you brighten my day. Mm-hmm. Like, so many compliments just for me. And it, I don't even sing the whole song. I just belt <laughs> out parts that I like, you know? She like, uses, words, yeah, she so. uses her oh, own oh, lyrics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll yeah. make it up. And, or I'll, you know, I'll And I realize what I've just sung, and I'll be like, yeah, I know. Yeah. She gets really mad when the guys. She gets really mad when the guys on the radio don't sing it with the right lyrics. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I so so I actually like because I've listened to the song so much. Now I know the lyrics, and 
you really start to like, what, like, what is this about? Like, and so I'll go, um, I play like Jester at work and I go to the store manager's office. Um, because I can't even imagine what being a store manager would be like. That's got to be the most like right. bang your head against the wall job sometimes. Mm-hmm. Getting it from both ends. Yeah. So I'm just like the jester and I go in there and I'm like, hey, have you been listening to this song? <laughs> what do you think about this? <laughs> like um, Caribbean Queen. Mm-hmm. Is that Billy Ocean? Yeah, it's Billy so, Ocean. Yes. So he's, I think it's about a robot. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you listen to the lyrics, I think it's about a robot. You okay. know? Or there's another song where she's like, I wish that you could see the way you kiss. I'm like, I don't want to see the way I kiss. <laughs> you know, have you ever like seen yourself in a video or something? Like, so, like hearing your voice, maybe? Ugh. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see myself kiss. Like, and so I just like, I'll just go to her office and just say weird things like that. <laughs> just to, you know, just to like give her some. It's got to break up the day too, because yeah. that stuff can be so monotonous that you need yeah. some lightening up. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't actually like consider myself like the role that I actually have at work is like a stock clerk. Like I'm just putting wieners on the shelf. That's what I do. Wieners and cheese. Um, But I like to think of myself as like a cultural ambassador. And, you know, like I like to liven up people's day while I'm there. Right. You know, like, and pay me for that. Yeah. You know, because people like not only do the customers enjoy it, but the people I work with enjoy it. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna, it can I'm, change the vibe. I'm not too. trying to sound, you know, cocky, but people love working with me. <laughs> <laughs> because they spent, you know, they spent so many years working with, you know, people that just hate them hate their lives. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I have my days. Right. You know, and Everybody people know does. it. And they're yeah. like, why aren't you singing today? Uh, like, I have customers that are like, why aren't you singing today? I'm like, I just don't like this song. Like, <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> or like, it just hasn't hit me yet. You know, right. like, but usually it, one song will hit me and then the rest of the day I'm okay. But sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes I just don't want to sing. I'm a believer. Are you a morning person by any chance? No. no. She is. I'm not, yeah. She's, she's, is, and, and it's great. For me, it doesn't bother me as a non-morning person. It just takes me longer to get the uh, synopsis firing. But she's definitely one of those that just straight from the morning, she's just so happy and she's smiling. And it, it's a great way to start the day when you start off with somebody mm-hmm. being that happy versus. Which I do at work. But it's a lot of it is faked at work. Yeah. Like that happiness in the morning. It, turn the corner Fake it until you make it. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like not happy to be awake you know i'm not happy to be wearing pants i don't want to wear this outfit right now this damn long sleeve yeah i'm like i I can feel a a hole in my sock right now i'm I'm very angry you know i forgot my apron like right right. but hi guys how are you you know and they're like what is wrong with you do you drink coffee and i'm like no you (laughs) You know they all think i'm like on some kind of stimulant or something i'm like no but and i always tell people like just take it till you make it eventually like it does start to feel more genuine well they say smile and if you smile for so long eventually you'll start to feel happy it It, does start to feel more genuine mm -hmm. you know and then um i do have a crash at some point in the day and that's when i'm like i just can't wait to get the fuck out <laughs> and then 4:30. my four thirty alarm goes off, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm singing all the songs." Yeah. The big smile turns into gritting teeth, mm-hmm. <laughs> which probably looks really scary now with my mask on. It, it, yeah, it probably does. It's uh, that you know that's something we were talking about at work. How um in the future, like the Mardi Gras parade is not going to be women showing their boobs. It's going to be pulling Your their face. mask down. <laughs> yeah, it's like show me that face, honey, if you want some beads. Oh, man. <laughs> there are some people like because like new people have started working in the store mm-hmm. and I've never seen them without a mask on. And so the first time I do see them without a mask, I'm like, ooh, 
you know, that is not what I picture going on under there. I'm like, right. you need to do something. Yep. something. Yep. You know, I'm like, maybe we should make that, you know, always wear a mask for yep. you. Like, you used to you is should. when they were far away, they looked a certain way and they got closer. Now yeah. you still don't know when they get closer. You got to wait till that mask down. They could uh-huh. have the prettiest eyes ever. And... Oh, yeah. And they're batting them at you because they know. They, they know. know the secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait till I get her home. Then it's going to be too late once yeah. I pull the mask down. Exactly. Yeah. They're hiding. They're hiding. <laughs> they're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you know, you were talking about how they at work kind of you know confused by your happiness and things like that it's kind of weird because you're talking about i know it, it almost seems like a woman can't win for losing like if you were bitchy and had rest in bitch face yeah. and were miserable all the time they'd be like you know typical woman and then but oh, you're man. happy and jovial yes. and it's still and then not I'm ditzy you know i have your no ditzy, brains you have and no like, brains you're louder yeah and so there certainly is like the women that are above my position um you know, they all have that like stone quality about them, you know, right. that makes them seem bitchy, but it's really, yeah. they have to be mm-hmm. because otherwise they're a ditz, mm-hmm. you know, like but to get respect, you gotta, it's weird. You have it, to be a bitch. Yeah. And, but I mean, if, you know, I think you just have to show a man sometimes that you're going to buck up, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying that I didn't buck up because I did. I buck up to people all the time. Like you are not, you are he not. He wants to see if you're going to let him walk all over yeah. you. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I'm happy and jovial. Yeah, but I'm still going to tell you. Well, this is our people. Hello, people. Hi, we are doing our podcast. Hi. This is Bridget. We were telling you about. That's I'll Bridget. send. I'll send. I told you he won't hear you. How did Bridget get in? Well, you know, through the door. You let me in. We transported her in here, like on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love it when stuff like that happens on the podcast or a dog bark or something like that because it adds that raw realness to oh, it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't and really he's bother me at all. At one point. He is. He's, you know, people, you're, it's going to be something weird. He's going to, his pants are going to be off or something. You're going to be like, oh. Yeah. I really wish you could hear or get a hearing aid because I'd love to have him on the podcast, but it'd just be one question for the whole hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love talking to him. He has some of the greatest stories. Oh, I um, bet. He's a two yeah. war veteran. I was about to say, Marine. he's a veteran, so I'm sure yeah. he's seen some stuff. Ooh. Her mom was a Marine. so it's, Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I love a woman who is in the Marines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's a badass bitch. Yeah, that's there, a badass you know I mean? bitch to make it. Because talk about a man's world. I oh, mean, something yeah. like that. I can't even imagine being Sorry. in that situation. Like, no, don't be. I would that's... definitely cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We were just talking about him being a Marine and how interesting the stories were. But if I tried to interview him on the podcast, it'd just be one question for an hour. Going, uh-huh. But just let him go. Yeah, just let you him know? go. We may do that. Yeah. He may take over as host. I may not need to let him on. Sure. Hold on to my position here. <laughs> out, out, out there in comedy, I know you're not necessarily a, a fan or a geek of it like some are. But is there anybody since you've been in there that's been kind of like a mentor to you or... Kind of helps you with the ropes of, of some of the things that maybe not necessarily the culture of it, not necessarily on stage, but maybe in the green room or. Um, I've spent a lot of time in green rooms with comedians. So I've seen mm-hmm. how they interact with people and how, um, so I, I've gleaned a lot about how I don't want to interact with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but as far as like the person that I usually talk to is um, David Scott mm-hmm. and I've known him for 15 years. He goes by Mr. Showtime. Okay. Um, have you ever seen his show at the Comedy Cut? No, but I've seen his um, Real uh, reels and stuff. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, uh, 100% guaranteed that you will laugh mm-hmm. because that motherfucker is funny as shit. It is corny <laughs> as all get out. But he is like 
operating on all cylinders from start to finish. And right. there's costume changes, there's oh, music wow. and props. Full production. And, I mean, because he was a Las Vegas entertainer. And so he brought wow. that on the road. And uh-huh. um, I've known him for so long. It's just, it's so interesting to watch his act progress. Right. Um, because it's something he's been doing for 20 plus years. Wow. And uh, I've just known him for such a long time. And he's such a good man. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'll, I'll hit him up sometimes. And he always tells me the thing that I don't want to hear, which is you need to work cleaner, <laughs> you know, and I get it. Like, he's like, I can't. He's just trying to help you out. Yeah. And give he's you good like, advice, and he but... does. And he really does. And I get it. And um, he's like, you know, I'll mention this to this club. Mm-hmm. I can't guarantee anything though, because this is what they're looking for. And this is what you are, you know? And he's like, and I know you don't want to change. Cause I told him that I'm like, look, I'm not going to, you know, mm-hmm. there's a place for me. Right. There's a place for me. There is. Because I, I, I believe that too dirty women work on stage and mm-hmm. now they're they they're, they're on netflix and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know i've seen it happen so i know there's a place whitney for cummings oh um, yeah one um, of my favorite i mean um yeah there's so many out there oh yeah uh, um april macy is one that i've watched um for a long time she was on uh, tiffany haddish had a special oh, yeah called we ready i think mm-hmm. yeah and she was on about. that she was the redhead okay uh white girl with the well, Tiffany Haddish as well. Yeah. <laughs> and she had some fabulous shoes she was rocking. Um, but I, I watched her feature uh-huh. and then go to Headliner. And then now she's like on Netflix, Dude. which is amazing. Yeah. You know? So I know it can be done. Uh-huh. But I know it's going to be hard. But you know what? I, I've I, made it this far. I told you I was a really big <laughs> fan of Joe Rogan. Um, and I hear, I watch, I've seen all 52 billion of his podcast. And one of the things he talked about a lot is when he was coming up in comedy, that is one of the biggest pieces of advice he would constantly give. People told him he was too dirty and he'd clean mm-hmm. up his ass, his act, his ass. He probably needs to clean up his ass too. Should, everybody should man, do that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then he should clean up his act and, and, you know, he's didn't and, and you see where he's at. So mm-hmm. I, I just feel like you say like there's a place and there's, yeah. there's the Whitney Cummings and the, and the April, what's her name again? Say April again? Macy. April Macy uh, uh, of the world. That... Yeah. And they're, they're talented people, you yeah. know, and all along the way they've had people tell them, no, you need to change. And there's a real, um, like a beacon of hope there to see, you know, that they were like, no, mm-hmm. like this is who I am. And they've gotten somewhere with it, you know? Right. And so I know I can do that too. <laughs> and I, I lean towards a fan of certain kind of comedies than other, but like I was telling you earlier, I love all kinds of comedy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, when I go to a show, I kind of want, I like kind of a variety, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you want your, your, your appetizer, your main course and, and your dessert. And, and to me, it's a better show when there's more variety in styles. Mm-hmm. And, I like the ones that make you go. Yeah. Yeah. And like look around like, did they just okay, say good. Everybody, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I, do I, is that, is that hell I feel on? Is it hot yeah. in here? Is it getting like, hot in here? I'm, I'm going to hell for laughing. Am I going to hell I love for laughing? <laughs> um, yeah, that's the, some of the darker, some of my favorite, but like I said, I love, I love all of it. But mm-hmm. if you could run your own Bridget Martin's comedy show, how would you run it? How would you book guests? How would you, the mm. perfect comedy club, what would it be for you? I would like to see more variety in terms of the type of acts they put on the stage. Um, Because I think what happens to comedy clubs and not just the comedy catch, like Mm -hmm. this happens at clubs across the nation is they get into a rut. They book the same people 
every um, six to nine months. Right. Um, because they know that the audience likes them. Mm -hmm. They know that they're going to cover their nut because these people get people in the doors. Right. You know what I mean? But I think what happens is they end up missing out on new customers because they're not providing them with something they want to see. Right. Um, but I think it's really challenging on the club's part to market something that you haven't seen before when mm -hmm. you're, when you've spent decades building your business on this model that is still working, you know, yeah. like if it's working, it's not broke. yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really, um, so it'd probably have to be like a new comedy club. It'd literally have something like you would start. Yeah. So that would be the it'd actual be smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because How many seats is good for you? What What do you like performing? What's your range? I of love performing at the Comedy Catch on a packed house. Like yeah. when it, you know, pre-COVID, obviously it was like two forty ish, mm -hmm. and that's like, a good crowd. yeah, that's it's an amazing crowd and it's an intimate setting and it just ugh, it feels so good to perform in front of that kind of crowd. Um, but I mean, I you know, crowds of thirty are great. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Crowds of twenty can be great, and there's and there's bad crowds of two hundred. I imagine, and oh, good, yeah. good crowds of thirty. Oh, I've so. had jokes uh, die in front of two hundred <laughs> something people, and that sucks, you know. Um, but it's even worse when it's in front of five. Like, <laughs> right, right, that hurts even worse. Crickets, it's like man, like because it, when it's a room of like 240 people and you don't hear anything like mm -hmm. there could be somebody at a table who chuckled but when there's five people and they're sitting in front of you you know not one of those motherfuckers laughed and you're like damn i am eating shit when you see this expression <laughs> sorry yeah when they're just Dead staring faced. at you and yeah. i'm like man i am not doing a good job tonight you like, delivered the punchline and they're still waiting on yeah. it <laughs> i'm like i'm glad this is a free show <laughs> you know? like i feel bad for being round of drinks on me yeah <laughs> If you feel like a tip jar. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like a tip jar. <laughs> how, how do you feel about, um, uh, I don't know what the term would be, but the, the comedians that really in, into the marketing as far as T-shirts and CDs. And I'll tell you how I feel about it from a fan perspective. And you tell me how you feel it from a comedian's perspective. I love those people. Mm -hmm. I love, I'm a, I'm a nerd. So I love getting, I don't want to have the T-shirts mm -hmm. with the joke line on it. I want the CD of their early stuff or stuff they're working on. Mm -hmm. that, you know, I want that stuff. Uh, um, how do you feel about them doing that as a way to supplement income? Do you, have, do you do anything like that? Would you think about it? They have to do that. Um, a lot of what you make like as a, a comic, a rogue comic um, is really covering like expenses. You know, they, they're probably not, if you're lucky sometimes. Yeah. Sure, yeah. If you're, if you're a feature act on mm -hmm. the road, like you're covering your travel yeah. and um, sometimes a place to stay uh, mm -hmm. depending on where you're at. Uh, so they have to sell stuff because that's how they make their money. Right. It's just like a movie theater with the concessions. That's where mm -hmm. they make their money. You right, know? Right. Like, so they have to do it. And I think it's really smart uh, of the people that have, you know, merchandise and yeah. well marketed merchandise. Mm -hmm. So I started off with um, stickers and pins. Um, I had somebody draw me up eating a, a little Debbie snack. Cause I have my, um, my body by that. Debbie joke. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's me eating a little Debbie snack and it says body by Debbie underneath. And I'm like, I'm going to put it on t-shirts, you know, right. this would be perfect. But like the stickers, I think it was the quality of the stickers. They didn't really look <laughs> great. Um, I wasn't happy with them, but I had so mm -hmm. many of them. <laughs> I was trying to sell those. And then the pins, people were kind of into the pins, but they mm -hmm. were too small. So like merchandise is expensive. Like, right. I mean, 
I understand it's, that. It's expensive up front. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then to make mistakes and then have to live with that expense until you get rid of it. And at, at the end, I was just giving them away. Mm -hmm. I was talking to um, the guy who did my buttons, Dan Alton. He's a, like, he's a real road dog. <laughs> like he uh, crawls all over the United States wow. uh, doing comedy, but he's based out of Kentucky. And he has pins galore and he mm -hmm. has like a button maker and he just makes all kinds of pins. And he said, I just hand them to people and then they feel compelled to give you money. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, Cause I, I started with like set price right? and like, I sold like, you know, some of my friends and stuff like that. And then I was like, okay, maybe pay what you can. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then honestly doing it that way, Patreon. people paid more. Yeah. Then I would have asked for it. They would give me a five or a 10 or sometimes a $20 bill. Mm -hmm. It was very few and far between. Right. You know, but then it was just like, I would just hand them to people, you know, but it didn't have like my um, marketing information on it, like my Instagram handle or anything. So you like, got to have that stuff on there. Yeah. Right? Now, yeah. so, so I got my own button maker. Wow. So I can Congratulations. Make my own button. Thank <laughs> you. Cool. And I put my little, uh, you know, Instagram tag on there, which is also my website and my. Um, Facebook, I try to make it like all seamless. Like if you type in this robot peni, it's then me. Everything is you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty um, awesome. Yeah. So I started doing that and then I'm going on tour, a big one. This is like the biggest thing I've ever done. And I'm like, hold, hold on so to that nervous. information. We're coming up on another so commercial break. And I, I, oh, I, I think that'll be great to come back okay. with. We'll talk about that oh. and what else is coming up with you. Yes. Thanks so much for yes. sticking around and listening to us. Oh. So right before we went to break, uh, we was about to talk about some exciting news. Could you share that with us, please, Bridget Mark? Yes, yes. I was talking about merch because I'm in the midst of planning a big merch purchase, and I'm very um, nervous about it. But it's for a, an upcoming tour. It's the okay. Feral Hogs Comedy Tour. Um, me and my comedy partner, Hillary Begley, who was uh, in the Netflix original Dumplin'. She okay. was Jennifer Aniston's fat sister. And she was also on a not great movie called When We Last Spoke. <laughs> um, it's like top 10 in the Christian charts or whatever, but it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> so she's got credit. It's top 10. Yeah. It's top 10. Yeah. Um, oh man, I went and saw it in theaters when it opened. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. And I was just like waiting for her part because I'm like, I'm just here to see her part. Otherwise, I would have walked out of this movie. Like that niece you're seeing at a. Yeah. And then I went to the bathroom and I missed it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. It was the longest movie ever. And I was just like, oh my God. And then she took her friends to the premiere in her town and they went and saw it with her and they just laughed the whole time. So it was just so, so bad. But good for her. She's in movies. Yeah. Um. So she's the star of the tour, and okay. then uh, we're bringing a another little piggy with us, uh, Andrew Ferrara. He's a guy out of Pensacola. Very funny guy. Okay. Oh. oh. We yes. we got um, ambiance. <laughs> we got accepted into the Aloha Comedy Festival in Honolulu, Hawaii. Congratulations! That's yes. awesome. So oh, awesome. Um, the three of us are going to go as the Feral Hogs Comedy Tour, starting in Alabama. Uh, and we're going to drive across the country to L.A., hitting up shows all along the way, fly from L.A. to Honolulu. We're going to do shows there, come back to L.A., oh, drive wow. back and do more shows coming back. That is awesome. Oh, my God. That's How much wild. fun is the adventure of comedy and doing things like this? It is a lot of fun. And it's a lot of learning. Right. <laughs> so the last time the Feral Hogs went out, it was <laughs> myself, Hillary, and then a really funny lady out of Huntsville. Her name's Ari Kobler. 
And she actually has a podcast. It's um, Hadcast, which is like a supernatural podcast. Like mm-hmm. they, that sounds the, cool. The show Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that still sound cool? Okay, because I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how nerdy mm-hmm. I am. Okay. <laughs> um, so she's the host of that. And we went um, out for a week. And that was a long time. Um, and, but we went, God, we went through Mississippi. We went to Louisiana. We were in Alabama. And we went to all these different places. Oh, we went to Panhandle in Florida. And it was so much fun, but it was so, we did not really pay attention to like how far the drives were. Right. You know, so there was like some days where I'm like, all right, we got to get on the road now because we have to be there and it's nine hours away, you know, which doesn't leave room for stopping to go to the bathroom or stopping to eat or stopping to do this. And there was a lot of stopping and I'm like, we have to get there. Every stop I imagine. Yeah. So this one has been, um, you know, uh, an exercise using that prior information (laughs) to shorten those drives, (laughs) you know, and look for things that are more like the three, four hour range. Um, so we're going to be dicking around in Texas for a little bit, which is exciting. Oh, wow. uh, I was born in Houston. Oh, okay. Um, but we moved when I was like a year old, so I don't know anything about Texas, (laughs) but we're going to be in Dallas, Austin, and I'm working on Houston right now. I really want to um, visit Austin. That's a place yeah. I would love to visit. Uh, so I'm so excited because I've never been to Texas. I, wow. I was born there, but I've never been there. They have tons yeah. of snow in Texas right now. <laughs> That's what I heard. I was like, ah. Oh. When, when does this so, uh, tour start, did oh, you say? So uh, Valentine's Day weekend. Nice. Yeah. So we got a club show in Aniston, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go to Florence, Alabama for Valentine's Day, which I feel terrible because my girlfriend, that's oh, like no. the one day she's always like, don't book yeah. on Valentine's Day. But I asked her, I was like, okay, so. Like, See what happened was. Tour, you yeah. know? And she's like, it's okay. Because she's going to fly out to LA and then come join us in Hawaii because we're going to be there for a week. So it's going to be like a vacation. How awesome is that? That's so great. Yes. So we're going to do like a Valentine's Day there. I've never been to Hawaii. So like she's always wanting to go somewhere tropical, but I'm like, I hijacked our last vacation and we Uh went to uh, Vancouver (laughs) (laughs) and we went to Seattle and Portland. So like we flew into Portland and then took trains up to Vancouver Uh where they don't have Uber. And we didn't find that out until we got there. All they've got is expensive ass taxis. (laughs) And I'm like, yikes. Um, but I booked shows in the cities, so I got to, I'm an international comedian because I've been in Canada. Wow. So you guys, like. I, I should have mentioned that. I feel bad I didn't your, mention your intro. You can mention it when you promote the, the release of the podcast. I will do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> international <laughs> comedian. Yeah. But, like, um, David Scott, the guy that I talked to about comedy, he, um, he's performed in, like, almost every state except Hawaii. And I told him, <sighs> I'm like, I'm going to perform in Hawaii. You know, and he's just like, I'm like, that's the state you've never performed in, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> um, so I'm so excited. Like, I'm crushing you, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. You. yeah. Now, but congrats. How long is the plane flight? Um, from LA to Honolulu, I think it's like five or six hours. That's not too terribly bad. Are you like plane shy? She is. Mm. She's hasn't been in years. I was in the military, so I used to have to fly a lot, but. I flew when I was uh, 15 to Vegas, mm-hmm. but at 15, you don't die. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right? You're invincible, okay, obviously. Okay, unless you're in a final destination. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> See, and I've seen that since, and I don't like falling out of the bed, so I'm not going to fall. I think it's the Atlanta Morissette song that really got you, isn't it? That's true. That How Ironic song. 
Really? Yeah, ironic, yeah. Yeah, so, Final Destination did freak me the fuck out. I saw that before I took my first flight, and it was oh, an international wow. flight. I was flying to Spain, and <laughs> I was terrified. Oh, like, because I had seen that movie, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, why did I watch that movie? Like, I, I was like having a panic mm-hmm. attack. And I was like, almost like not gonna go. Right. And yeah. My mom's like, no, you're insane. You're gonna go. Um, it was in high school, so I was like, right. oh my god, I was terrified. <laughs> he flew back to Arizona one yeah. year, and I was just waiting, like waiting for the plane to explode. Like, oh my that's god. Just what, that's what just I'm not so scared anymore. I've taken more flights since then, like um, a couple of international ones, and like, you know, so. It doesn't freak me out as much. I'm just bored. Right. The only one that so bothered me the whole time. Yeah. The only one that bothered me was like one of those little tin cans. It was a little, I guess, a charter thing. It was like eight seats, and it just oh. you felt every. Yeah. It felt like it was shaking us to death. Yeah. I, felt I like I was like inside the of a shake planes, but yeah, I just sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I do too. So. I don't take any sedatives or anything. I just fall asleep. Because it's boring. <laughs> yeah, it is boring. Once you've read that magazine yeah, when, times, yeah, the sky, the sky mall that I'm not going to order anything from even though I will order everything. Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like if I had an unlimited credit card and I was on a plane, sky mall would be yeah. delivered. It would, there would have, be a plane coming to my house. <laughs> I would have those little evil zombie garden gnomes. I had I would all have, of yes, it. And didn't they have like offset. payment plans on it too? Yes. It was like bad. Yeah. Like it's Finger Hut, man. I had a credit card for Finger Hut that I didn't even know about. My mom opened it for me in my name, and I did not know about it. Oh, wow. And I never got to purchase anything with Nothing. It. And so. I used to look at Finger Hut catalogs all the time. What, what about, do you remember the Columbia House and BMG? Uh, I was a Columbia House member. I did it for Disney movies, the Disney DVD club members. Yep. Yeah, because, like, if you shop the deals, like... That contract ain't that bad. No. You just got to shop the deal. back then you got the products before you had to pay. Yeah. Well, I'm oh, pretty that was sure. their yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of people going back into your past, nobody knows this if I didn't tell it, but a lot of those, they wouldn't come after you and you could just put a different name and they send it to the same address. At least that's what I heard in the book. And oh, I, um, I probably it. owe BMG in oh. Columbia House. I'm probably the reason they went out of business. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I got, man, I used to, in high school, I would do the CDs, but like, when I was an adult, I was like, you know, I'm going to do it right. Yes. And yes. I did it with DVDs uh, for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you got to watch and make sure that you don't get that auto ship shit of the month that you don't want. You oh, know? yeah. I don't want this horse shit Pocahontas 12. Like, I'm not going to watch <laughs> that. Those fine prints. Yeah. Oh, but that you got, fine print stuff. It no, gets they, you. Did, they send you the email. And when you get the email, you just make sure you follow through and say, no, I don't want it. That's all you got to do. But if you, oh man, but they let you send it back too. You just yeah. gotta get on the phone and man. But yeah, I've been all around the DVD club membership. <laughs> there was Netflix for a while. You remember Netflix used to used be to a send DVDs. you in the mail. Yes. Oh my God. I used to hate that. Cause yeah. you have to wait for it. And then for a little while it was like some things were streaming, but others were disc only. Yes. And um, now I wish that there was a disc only option for the movies they don't have on there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I have, I don't want to watch any of the stuff that you guys are recommending. I don't mm-hmm. know where you're pulling these recommendations from, but I yeah. do not want no <laughs> hard pass. Yeah. I feel like you don't even really know me. <laughs> right. Like, have you been watching? Cause yeah. I say, keep watching. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I hate that too. It's like, if not, I'll, I'll stop it. Like uh-huh. I'm not, you know, it's like, they just got to check. It's like, we know people are usually lazy. So right. you want to watch, you want we us to stop it for you. Yeah. You we know, if you're not actually watching. Yeah, like, of course I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, I'll put um, Dumplin' on, uh, the 
movie that my friend's in, I'll put that on before I leave for work and the dogs watch it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when she comes to visit, they love her. <laughs> they're like, Aunt Lucy. <laughs> That's the probably... cat is all up on her. And she's like, what is happening? I'm like, they watch you all day long. They <laughs> long. That is great. And they're probably huge Dolly Parton fans by now. Like Dolly Parton's a big part of the movie. So yeah. Yeah, you her have music to... is or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's um it's like a feel good movie. She's got a, you know, body positivity movie. Body positivity movie, right. Yeah. Uh -huh. But she's got like fans that are international because of it. Yeah. Like people that have seen it on Netflix from other countries. Uh -huh. And um, uh -huh. it's really cool because she gets messages from these people and they like responded so well to her character. So do you get um, any kind of international or other stuff like that from fans that hit you up? No, or? no. I've been working on trying to build my um, social following on mm -hmm. like Instagram. Okay. Um, which is at robot peni and so it's like multiple penises p-e-n-i-i -I. Oh, um i learned something new today thank you yeah well that's how i would say penises i would say peni let me write that down yeah. peni how do you spell that again p-e-n-i-i -I. um robot in front of that but which is also my website robotpeni.com um which is i'm working on like keeping that up to date and like mm -hmm. doing stuff on there. Can they get your merchandise and stuff on there or not yet? Cause not yet? I don't, I have to like make more pins. This is the worst part about <laughs> I'm lazy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, the work oh, part. I spent all this money on this button maker cause they're not cheap. You know, they're like $170 something. I'm like, I'm going to make my own buttons. But it's like a lot of work. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, once you get in the groove and everything, but I gotta like print stuff and I, it's just like a whole thing. Like, that sounds almost like a job. It is like a job. And it's like, it's hard doing comedy as a job because mm -hmm. I'm, even when I worked for small businesses, it was all on a schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, even when I had that most creative job, there was still a schedule. Right. I had deadlines. Mm -hmm. And I just haven't gotten back into the habit of setting those deadlines for myself. So I'm a, such a procrastinator and it's terrible. But I do have a website now <laughs> and that, it, hey. that man, that took me a year to, and it's not even that great. <laughs> you do you have anything else? A Twitter and OnlyFans? I don't anything? do Twitter and no? I'm not on OnlyFans because okay. I, I don't know. I like what I would want people to pay for. My <laughs> girlfriend doesn't want me to show people. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I don't have OnlyFans, um, but That's I have okay. the Instagram and on right. Facebook, I have a fan page. If you type in robot peanut, I, I should pop up. Okay. Um, but those are the, and then I feel like, oh, I'm on the next door app in my neighborhood, you know, so I'll chat with people in there about their oh, dogs cool. that are missing. And stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you're boy, not on your hand. neighborhood app, you need to get on it because yes. shit is popping in your neighborhood. <laughs> I that's the dog that was missing that was in the in garage. Our, yeah, that we had kidnapped. Um, oh, man, there's dogs missing. There's cats missing. There's like pigs running around. Like, we, man, we got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> there's gunshots all the time. And then there's like all these old people that have lived there since, you know, time began. And they can't believe how much the area has changed. And, oh, wow. you know, and I'm just, they're so like stuck in their ways. And, you know, and then there's the people who are like, we see you speeding through the neighborhood. You need to slow down. You know, it's, man, the neighborhood app. But you can also find like free stuff. People are always giving away free stuff or they're selling stuff like shoes. I got a box of free shoes off what? the next door app. This lady was like size 10. You have to take the whole box and I'll drop them off. And I'm like, done deal. <laughs> and I'm like, I needed new shoes. <laughs> and I got a bunch. Yeah, like, nice. yeah, my so dog has that. chewed up a bunch of them. And I'm not upset at all about that. <laughs> well, that's good. It doesn't know any better anyway, Ron. It's yeah. Just, 
doing what dogs do. <laughs> this dog. <laughs> oh, I know I shouldn't have children because I have already given him Benadryl. <laughs> you know, like just so he'll calm down. Just so he'll calm down. Yeah, you know, and so I feel like that's not good because he's not even a year old. You know, and I'm just like, you need to calm yourself. Melatonin. Yeah. Well, well, what do you do when he starts to get tolerant? I mean, you got to move up to the next level, start giving him heroin or morphine. Something, or you like know, Michael or, Jackson, or giving him propofil. Yeah, putting, Robitussin and gravy on yeah, his Yeah, Robitussin food, gravy. Or, you know, I don't, whatever's going to calm him the fuck down, but... Man, he's eating so many of my shoes. <laughs> and he is a panty chewer, too. Oh, no. You guys ever had a dog that's a panty chewer? No. I have. And now I have another one. Maybe some people <laughs> listening that are. Who knows? Man, I, man, it's always the crotch. Always he eats the crotch out. And I'm like, what is so... I mean, I know it's tasty. But, <laughs> you know, and but it's weird to say that, you know, like my... Especially to your dog. Yeah, my crotch is so tasty that my dog is eating the panties. <laughs> You he know, can't, he can't help himself. That is something I have thought about saying on stage, but I'm like, I, uh, I don't know how to say uh, it without it just sounding like perverted. That. You know, like yeah, I was going to ask but you like, if that was your line that you picked up your girlfriend with. Yeah, it's my, like my dog eats the crotch out of all my panties. Yeah, you he, know, he, he, he does. He's ruined so much of my stuff. But uh, oh, son of a gun, but I love him. He's a cuddle bug. What he, kind of is it? he is a pit no. mixed with um, German pointed spotter or something. Something or another. Something short haired spotter. I don't something I'm German. Not, yeah, I'm not real knowledgeable about dogs. He cute. But he I, cute. Yeah, yeah that, that's all that matters. <laughs> I post him on my on my Instagram all the time, along with Twinkie. That's my baby. She's like. I'm gonna be 14 this year. She's old, Another dog. old decrepit lady. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah. the one that takes the CBD. Oh, the CBD yeah, dog. She's a yeah, she's CBD dog. So one's on Benadryl, one's on CBD. Is that yeah, it? yeah. Okay. And no, well, sometimes I give him the CBD too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's you know, a little cross relax, relax. relax. Good boy. <laughs> yeah. Shh, just let it happen. Yeah, just let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds perverted too. Um, but I just want to go to bed. Treat. Yeah, yeah. I'm like it's in this carrot. <laughs> but and then she has two cats. I say she does because mm -hmm. I don't have cats. She has cats. Oh, is that because you don't like them, or do because like cats. Uh, I don't hate cats. I just don't prefer that. Animal. I had five cats at one time, and it was just too much. It ruined me for cats. That's a lot of cats. It is yeah. in a small space and. Anything more than one is a lot yeah. of cats. But these two are like indoor outdoor, so it's okay. better because they're not like indoors all the time. Just part of but, the time. Yeah, sometimes they just come in with things stuck between their paws, and I'm like, <laughs> "What you killing?" Yeah, yeah, something you know. That random treat. mouse. Oh yeah, uh, one time. Yeah, BJ brought a bird into the house um, when I was having a house party, uh -huh. and he like runs in with this bird, and I'm wow. like, ah! <laughs> and so I had to make Sarah get. I'm gonna skip I'm out like, on appetizers. Yeah, I'm like Sarah, this is your job. I cannot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's had to deal with a lot of that. Oh man, a lot of presents. A lot of presents. Any other animals in the house? Just cats and dogs, or two cats, two dogs, and then my girlfriend. She's kind of an animal. She's kind of an yeah. animal. Yeah. Good she's kind or bad kind? Do you have to give her like, Benadryl or CBD? No, too no, or no. She's like okay. young bachelor. You know, she's okay. sloppy, yeah, <laughs> drinking, and she's just got beer bottles all over. She's right. getting better. She's getting better, but right, yeah. yeah. So, short, you I'm an animal out. too. What yeah. am I saying? You know, right. yeah. <laughs> oh man, you see are. my vanity. It's just covered in just products. Yeah. 
you know, makeup everywhere. There's hair that's falling out. Yep, you know, yep. it's just sounds like my I'm a hot mess. I'm a hot mess express. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any more dates coming up at the comedy oh, couch? Um, I do. I have. I host the open mic there on okay. the first and third Sundays first of the month. Or no, what am I saying? Sunday, Wednesdays. First and third Wednesdays of Don't the month. Don't go on Sunday. You're yeah, not do not go anything. on Sunday. There's nothing going on. Uh, and so it's at 730. Okay. And I'm the host. So I get up there and get the energy going. And we have 12 comics who are from all over the region. We get people coming from Atlanta and mm -hmm. uh, Huntsville and all over Nashville, stuff like that. So first timers, sometimes those are fun. Sometimes people just working on things. Yep, or... some people working on That's things. Awesome. And yeah, so there's a lot of creativity in that in that room. And it's a lot of fun to watch the process if you've never watched the process before. I haven't been here to an open mic. Mm -hmm. I used to go all the time when I lived in Tucson, Arizona. So I definitely have to get out to one yeah. of those. I enjoy those a lot. Yeah. Open mic can be painful, but it can also be fun. Like, because you never know what's going to happen. Like, no. if people are telling you jokes, you never know. They could be stinkers. And, yeah. yeah I've, I've, seen <laughs> the, I've seen the guy that was, you know, obviously popular in high school mm -hmm. and thought he was going to get by on yes. that on stage. Oh, and man. We, not yeah. a single joke, no oh, setups, yeah. no punchlines, no Those no stories. No, They're yes. Like, yeah, I just thought I'd get up there and I'm like, no, yeah. that's not how this works, buddy. You know, but. <laughs> and you just go at least five minutes. I can go up. all day. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm like, no, you cannot. <laughs> 30, 30 seconds in. Yeah, how do I headline? Are we still talking about comedy? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I do that on the first and third Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. And then we have a, a showcase night that we're doing on February 5th, no, 4th, 4th. It's a Thursday Okay. at 7.30. And that's going to be, um, featuring myself and some other comics from New York City oh, wow. and uh, Atlanta, uh, and Daryl Davidson, who's here in Chattanooga, very funny guy. So that'll oh. be a lot of fun. And then I'm going on tour, so I'll be gone for like a month. Before I'm back, um, I'll have a show. Any nerves? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm horrified. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. It's so much because I, who knows what's going to happen. Right, it's, right. Yeah. Three people in a car for that many hours. Yeah. But I, we're going to go to so many places I've never been to before. Have you done road so. trips with these people before? Is this first time for that, too? I have been on the road with Hillary extensively. Like, okay, we have that's spent good. a lot of time together. <laughs> and um, Andrew, I have not. But we're right. taking his car, so it's so nice to him. Now, do you have time to see these places you're going, or is it show, um, road, show, road? It's kind of show, road, show, road. So, But it also depends on how early we leave in the morning. So right. if we leave early enough in the morning, we can get into a place and have some time to chill beforehand. So, um, But we can't really afford to like not have a show at mm -hmm. night. So... <laughs> So then we got to keep it moving yeah. and keep it moving, but it'll be just nice to drive and see a different part of the country. Like yeah. I've never been it's awesome. that far out West. Yeah. So I'm really places. excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, ugh, I'm so stoked to just scratch some new places off my map. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. my different. biggest thing was going from like, it was green, 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 then a little bit, a little bit, and then nothing. Like yeah. Yeah. Sand and big yeah. windmill things. Oh, man. I can't yeah. wait to it's, it's, it's amazing. Great. Yeah. It's beautiful. Stuff you see. It's beautiful out there. Yeah. I want to see just trips. like how different the, the culture is there. Yeah. You know? Like the, how people different live culture, there. Different foods. You know? What's the oh, local yeah. place that they eat at? Oh, I yeah. love that local culture. Yeah. Because we always like do like local places. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going to 
stop at McDonald's or anything. Well, do, do you style your comedy differently towards different areas? Like, you know, you're in the South, do you do a certain style or do you just, are you just um, you all the time and just, it is what it is? I kind of have to alter Like I have like abortion jokes mm -hmm. that I don't always tell just because I know it's not going to, it's going to kill the energy. Right. Of right. My, and if I've got them good, I'm not going to, tank myself you know on purpose you ever throw a test joke out or something to a crowd to see like kind of yeah and i i also watch like the people that go before me to see what they're talking about right. to see how they respond to things um but yeah i have like some test jokes that i kind of like lead up to like like i'm talking about abortion but is she talking about abortion and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm talking about abortion yeah right? yeah. <laughs> yeah let me do it <laughs> so um but there's it's a hard it's a hard sell it's a hard sell but yeah. i did do a tour with um I, hillary was on it for a little bit it was the uh um abort mission comedy tour mm -hmm. and so we hit up a bunch of different cities uh new orleans and huntsville we did nashville and chattanooga and knoxville and then we did a bunch in uh, north carolina and we donated all the proceeds from the door to mm -hmm. the uh, local uh, abortion clinics oh wow and they set up tables at the event so they could like provide people with information about what it is that they offer and what mm -hmm. they do and stuff like that. They were huge, huge shows. And so like, it was awesome because I could tell those jokes yeah. and they were, they appreciated, yeah, they appreciated, you know, if you're open-minded, I feel like, and, and you just look at the pure intent and humor of a joke, mm -hmm. you're going to realize it comes from a good place that even though it sounds dark, you're really trying to heal the situation right. more than like put salt on the wind. And I think yeah. people feel like, maybe sometimes so that that is what you're trying to do, but it's not right. It's, right. No, I'm not, not trying to, yeah, at not at all. I'm just saying like, Hey, like this should be a thing. You yeah. know, it should be something that you think about because like that should be a right. That's what I think. Yeah. So, but it was really awesome to do something for that cause right. that like helped the local um, chapters of, okay. you know, like a Planned Parenthood. Like if you give to the, Planned Parenthood that is the umbrella for all of it. Right. It's not really helping locally. Like if you give it to the Planned Parenthood in your city, it's going to do then more. It's going to go actually directly to the people. To affect the people more. within that area. Yeah. So and it was huge. It was yeah. huge to do it. And it, the support that we got for it was amazing. And it was just awesome to use comedy for something good and necessary benefits you know? were one of my favorite shows to do when mm -hmm. i was a professional wrestler knowing that, that money was going to help somebody mm -hmm. and out of all you know people expect me they're like what's your most your greatest experience with being a pro wrestler and it's not uh any match i had with any superstar i watched growing up or anything like that the greatest thing was a kid with cancer got to come backstage this might get me a little choked up and he'd beat mm -hmm. cancer and they asked him who um his favorite wrestler was he'd get his picture taken things like that mm -hmm. about and everything and, and he picked me so if I didn't do anything else in pro wrestling and I made that kid's day, then that, then I was successful. And that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I was successful. I love doing benefits. I've, yeah. I've done a lot of them in my yeah. time and it's, it's great to just, you know, get the community behind comedy and helping to use your you know. creativeness mm -hmm. as something that, you know, your yeah, to universal like God, Hindu, Tom Cruise, given talent, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever to yeah. do something like yeah, that. Yeah. And it helps the business, mm -hmm. you know, wherever the event is helped it helps them and you know it's just a lot of um it, it helps more than it hurts yeah, yeah. anything so well we're coming up close to the end of our podcast now is there any other anything else you need to plug or anything else you want to talk about right quick oh or? man um just that you know follow me on uh instagram or facebook or whatnot and i always post about my upcoming shows there you can follow my whole feral hogs journey coming up um 
get so nervous about it. So I've also been, uh, um, I don't remember what I was going to say. That's okay. That actually <laughs> yeah. happens a lot more than you would think on this yeah. podcast. No, I'm just, uh, I'm like so excited about this. I'm excited all... to see where, what, what brings, what yes. it brings. Yeah. Well, um, we'd love to have you back after it's over. Maybe you can yeah. talk about it and all your experiences and adventures. Yeah. Well, I'll have a big comeback show on March 19th. Um, March 19th, it's a Friday night okay. at nine o'clock. It'll be at Bode, which is a hotel in West Village, Chattanooga. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, we'll be having a, a comeback to Chattanooga, you know, night so, here. Definitely. Everybody can look, let me just tell you, I've been watching comedy for a long time. <laughs> this girl is fucking funny. Okay. She is fucking funny. Go see her wherever she's at and everywhere she's at. I don't care if you got to drive an hour or two. Trust me. It's going to be worth it. Um, thank you, Bridget Martin thank for being you. on there so much. Thank Appreciate so having you. Yeah, it's Thank been you. an honor and a privilege. And Thank um, you. Uh, yours, of course. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hope to have you back on. And thank you for being yeah, here. And to everybody else, uh, thanks for listening. And um, we're done. That's Take it. it. That's yeah. it. Peace. Woo. Love everybody. Bye bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye.